This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Well, good evening and welcome to this latest episode of the Forever Bristol City podcast. A uh, fine result. Don't know about the performance. It finished at Ashton Gate. Bristol City won. Blackburn Rovers nil. Blackburn's seven-match uh, unbeaten run coming to an end. Thanks to Famara Diju. Joining me this evening are uh, Ian and uh, Mark. I'll come to you first, uh, Ian. Um, we were saying just before we went live, it was a good game for a nil-nil. Then Fan popped up. Your early thoughts on the game before we dissect it in detail. Yeah, I, I think... Um... It was a game that, that could possibly have gone either way. And I was getting ready to come on here and say it, for a nil-nil, it was a good nil-nil. Because you had, unlike Saturday's game, you had two teams with attacking intent. Both sides wanted to get the ball down, play a little bit. And I think in turn, that made that slightly easier for the other team. So it wasn't a case of 10 behind the ball and come on, you try and break it down and you try and beat us. Um, I think there were things that you could criticise with the performance, but really in the game, I can't remember Dan Benley making an outstanding save, and I can't remember their keeper making an outstanding save either. So, um, for a game where there was so much attacking intent, yeah, there was very little in terms of uh, okay, we had three shots on target, they had seven. Yeah, but that was 38, seven from 38 attempts in 38 attempts in goals, seven from 22 they had, and uh, I think Armstrong yeah. had five of them. Yeah, yeah, but, but as you had, say, it so wasn't tested. Yeah, in a 38, way. 38 shots, only only 10 on target. Yeah. So if you look at that as a percentage, I mean, I think our, our percentage is about 18 percent, mm. one eight. So that needs to improve, and I'd have. Um, Odauda and Semenyo particularly because I don't know what he was trying to do with that lovely little pullback but he, because he could have stopped it with his left and smashed it with his right foot Yeah, and, and he yeah. tried to open his body up and skew it across the goal and, I, I, and, and Odauda to hoof that, that ball over the bar when well, he was we'll put come through on to, I mean, we'll come on to those you know, that, that's why, yeah. well that's, that's why we've only scored 20 goals this season in uh, what was it now 17, 17. games yeah, but Mark, let me bring you in here. I mean, that was, uh, you know, it didn't look like it was coming, but it did in the end. But your uh, initial thoughts on the game? Three three well-earned points, yeah. hard-earned points. What I was surprised at, I mean, look at the, the stats on Sky at the end. Apparently we had 29 uh, touches in, in, in their area, and I think they had about 16. So yeah. I think as the game went on, we kept them at bay. I mean, they, they worked the ball very well. And the Harvey, yeah, it looks a real find. I think there was one pass inside Callas in the first half that Armstrong went went out to. 
and Bentley came out very well and smothered the ball. But I think he, he fumbled one shot in the first half to his left. There was no one near him. And I think he made another save. But in the second half, I don't think he had anything to do. He punched one ball clear. But City showed a lot a, a lot of good, of good things tonight without looking great. I thought the midfield pairing of Backinson and Nadge looks very good going yeah. going forward. Nadge covers so much ground. Backinson, I think he was losing the ball at times, but this was his first full appearance yeah, uh, in, in, in yeah. weeks. But Nadge, I mean, he's burst through uh, in the first half that he'll come on to. It was absolutely terrific. And to think he, he only came in <clears throat> When uh, when uh, when Backinson no Backinson oh, was, a, was a late withdrawal before it was a late withdrawal before the Huddersfield game. He only came in to the side yeah. in that game because of his his headache, and he's looked terrific ever since. And I think this was his best game. No, you're right. Very good, definitely. So so Blackburn came into this game. They were undefeated in seven. The league's top scorers. One statistic: they were without uh, their central uh, one of their central defenders, Darren Lenehan. And when he played in the last 100 games, they'd won 42% of them when he hadn't played 13. So he was missing tonight. And they had uh, Derek Williams in their side. But uh, Ian, our lineup, as we hoped for, the predicted midfield three of Backinson, Nash, and O'Dowder. But the rest of the side picked itself. Although it's worrying. Have we got another injury with Jay De Silva? But your thoughts on the lineup? And did I miss anything on Jay? What's happening there? Jay De Silva's gone for a scan on. Um... What we in hundred years ago when I was um, playing, we used to call it shin splints. Um, it, it's now called a stress fracture. And so this is less, what he's been suffering with pretty much yeah, on an awful season and last year, wasn't it? Well, he got it the first. Well, allegedly he got it the first game of the season, which last year, which was I think was against Leeds, and uh, bef- and there was some talk that he'd actually picked it up in an England um, training session or an England game, uh, under-21s or under-20s or whatever. And the only thing that you can do for it, uh, these stress fractures, is rest. Uh, And, you know, it's one of those, I don't think, unless there's some magic injection that they've invented that they can give them now to calm it down and stop it. Because I, I suffered with the injuries when I was playing cricket. I suffered with a, a stress fracture um, or shin splints, as we called it then, and, and a, um, a back strain that they would now call a stress fracture of the back. So there's nothing, as far as I know, there's nothing you can do apart from apart from rest it. So perhaps he might be able to play, I don't know, one game in three, one game in, in two, something like that. Uh, and it's, it's interesting that City have been linked with uh, a left-back called Cox, Who's playing for um, in the Dutch league? Is it Fortuna Sittard? He's playing. That's for? right. Was he with Oxford previously? Somebody like that, or um, he was. He was, was with, with Brighton. He was with Brighton, Brighton, I believe. Brighton. Yeah, Brighton. You're right, Brighton. Mark. Yeah, he was That's with it. an English English club, Brighton. So we've been linked with him. Now that makes you think: Is there a little bit more to Jay's injury? Uh, but say he was going to be out for three months as well. You've got to go out and get a replacement because otherwise. You're exposed. Um, You've only got Rowe that can well, play. You've, you've there, got to start you? playing your kids like Taylor. I think he could play left back quite easily. Yeah, but don't forget Cameron well. Pring's on loan at Portsmouth, mind, because that's his position. And, you know, he's had league experience, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think 
I mean, the one I've seen Cameron Pring play, he's he's a he's a good player. He's tall, he's quick, he's got an excellent left foot. Yeah. And he was on loan at Warsaw last year. So whether we could get him back if we needed them, depends what the loan if they're signing is. this lad, it makes you think that um, you know there could be more. More, I fear there could be more to Jay's injury than meets the eye. I mean, said that the way things are going this season, he could, you know, he could start the game on Saturday. So uh, we just know. have to wait and see with that one, along with Patterson and the. The six yeah. other guys we've got out injured. Oh, it's a nightmare. It's an ongoing nightmare. But in fairness, you know, Blackburn without their two first-choice defenders tonight, I think. And, you know, I listened to Tony Mowbray's uh, interview uh, before the game. And, you know, he said, look, all clubs have got these injury problems. But I think we do have a few more than most. Mark, that starting lineup, no real surprises there. Hunt uh, coming in at uh, right back for Mariapa. And Backinson starting ahead of uh, Brunt. I think they were the were the changes. Did you see any surprises there for you, or was that as as predicted? Well, I expected us to play three five two, um, but we didn't. And, and it, on reflection, you've got to give um, Dean a lot of credit for still going with four three three. As we tend to look lightweight in the middle, we didn't really give. There was no energy to Saturday's performance, especially in the second half. And no chances tonight. It was different. I think it partly was because of the space. Mm. The City had more attacking intent on both flanks. And yeah. what I'm really pleased about, some of the long-range passing from Zach Viner is terrific. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was one particular one behind, behind right, the at the end, yeah. right at the end, well, it's 15, about five minutes before the goal. It was a long ball that uh, found Naki Wells. So let's go back into the action. I mean, the first 10 minutes was pretty quiet. Then we got our first corner of the game, which was uh, wasted by Callum. I thought he was a little bit back to his most frustrating and he drilled it flat into the box. Obviously, he didn't clear the first man. Then on the 16th minute, we had Wells passing to Backinson. He sent it on to Hunt, and then Semenyo sliced wide. Mark, that was, sorry, Ian, that uh, first chance that Semenyo uh, had, one day they're going to go in, and I think it's worth persevering with the lad, don't you? Well, they won't go in if he if he doesn't get his body position sorted out and take the time that he's got, because he's snatching at it, and I don't know what he was trying to do with that, um, because he's naturally right-footed, I understand. So why wouldn't you just stop it with your left foot and smack it with your right? Because he had enough time. He was yeah. in two yards of space. And if he hits the target and the keeper makes a good save, fine, I haven't got a problem with that. But it's not the first time he's, he's been in really good positions and finished badly. So they need to do a lot of work on that. I'd, I'd have him and O'Dowda on shooting practice for the rest of the week because the rest of their game's okay. They're fit enough. And they add energy to the side, but both of them uh, look as though they they yeah. couldn't hit a, a, a cow's backside with a banjo when it well, comes that, to finishing. That was epitomised even more a couple of minutes after that, because Naj, who had a great first half, he rode three tackles, having won the ball in the middle, released it to Calamo Dowder, who ballooned it over. That was a case in point, Ian, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean Calamo Dowder as I said before, is a scorer of great goals, but he'll never be a great goal scorer because he needs to... Um, a player of his ability should have loads more goals and assists, and there's a reason that he hasn't, and that's something that they're going to have to really work on in training. I don't know whether it's um, uh, lack of practice. It can't be lack of practice on shooting. I mean, they train every day, but he just doesn't seem 
to if you, if you look at the goal he scored at Norwich when he ran from our own half and beat four or five players, that's what the kid's capable of. The yeah. the bender into the the Thierry Henry but left footed goal yeah. he got against I think it was either it was Cardiff at Ashton Gate cutting mm. in from the right, fantastic, but he just does not do it often enough, and he gives the ball away still too much. I like his energy. I like the fact he's left-sided. He's playing more of a 10, while uh, Bakison and uh, Naj keep the, keep the back door shut, which is a decent idea. Yeah. And when he's, when he's not available, Patterson can play in exactly the well, same way. Well, you wonder role. how Patterson would play, because maybe Pato doesn't have the pace that Dowd has got, but he's probably got a little bit more guile about him. And Naj and Patterson with uh, as 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 sorry Naj and Backinson with Patterson just in front, as you say, that might make a difference. But that's we've still got the three strikers. I mean, Mark um, Semenyo just after that uh, effort that O'Dowder ballooned over. Uh, Semenyo he worked used his strength to work some space to shoot wide from distance, and that is something that Semenyo's got. He has got a bit of power. But uh, then, not long after that, you commented earlier about this lad, Elliot, who's on loan from uh, Liverpool. It brought the yeah. only save worthy of note when Armstrong, he put Armstrong through, and Bentley stood up. He's done. He did that at the weekend, didn't he? He sort of used his body a bit like Peter Schmeichel used to, to just put the player off. That was their only real chance in the uh, first half, wasn't it? Other than when uh, Holtby set up Armstrong and Nagy, showing the defensive side of his game, just nipped into clear. But those two incidents, uh, Mark, did you see it like that? Yeah, I mean, it was a terrific ball. I mean, they they, they, they had good movement, uh, Blackburn, across the midfield. You know, old, old Sage Bradley Johnson with his, uh, with his long beard, <laughs> uh, you know, um, playing at the base in the midfield. Uh, and Roth and Rothwell uh, and uh, and and Elliot on the right, and you know, two-footed player, that great pass, in, you know, played the ball from the right in uh, on, from from the right inside Callas onto onto uh, Armstrong, but like you said, Bentley came out very quickly and closed it down and, and smothered it. I think we had to we had to clear the ball, but he didn't really. I mean, Armstrong must have had about eleven or twelve shots in the whole game out of their seven. Out of their uh, what was it, seventeen shots they had? He must have had about eleven yeah. or twelve of them, but only a two or three on target, yeah. uh, and none, no really real stinging shots. Well, Black, but they Blackburn had but had twenty-two shots and seven on target, and he had five of the ones on target. I think or something. I yeah, read we, up, I mean, we had like there. I said, we had we had twenty-nine touches in their area. I think compared to about sixteen, and we had more crosses uh, tonight. Um, but I think going back to what you said, Semenyo actually looks better when he's hitting the ball from distance, which is crazy. He yeah. hits the ball more cleanly, but he just doesn't show any. There just doesn't seem to be any belief when he gets to no. those positions. Ian and David, you'll remember that shot against Derby when he's played him well on the left. All he had to do was steady himself again. He sort of spooned it over the uh, the bar to um, to Foster's left yeah. when well positioned. But tonight, I mean, a great ball by Backington inside inside the left back. Uh, and hunts on it, and really, that that should be the opening goal. And as Definitely. you're getting towards the end of the game, if we, if it's nil nil, or if Blackburn score, they all have deserved to win because they had sixty percent possession. You think, oh, I wish we hadn't missed those chances again. Well, exactly. I mean, if you look at the first half, story. I mean, if you look at the first half, looking at chances that we had, and maybe one or two that they had. If City had gone in at half time in a higher scoring game, two one up. 
that would have been a fair reflection, I think, on that first half. But uh, the second half uh, started and uh, Ian City had a lucky uh, let-off where Nyambi, intelligent pullback, found space in the box, did a layback and uh, Gallagher had a shot... Uh, deflected that would have uh, I think if City had gone behind they'd have struggled to get back into it yeah yeah it was similar to one that O'Gowda had for us later on he, he got it on target but Derek Williams blocked it and it, it I mean it could have gone anywhere it could have gone, hit him and gone in the net but he blocked and it went wide so, so yeah, I mean, I, after that when well curled it over the top I think didn't he is that right that O'Dowd yeah there was a, it was a left footed shot over the top I mean if you look at our um, our team, um, we don't. If you look at our goal difference, you know, Bournemouth is 13. Mm. Uh, we've got the oh, lowest it's goal difference. Five, isn't it? Is it five or six or four? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, we've, we've yeah, got. I think it's the, five again. It was, low, it was down to four, wasn't it? We've got yeah. the joint lowest uh, goal, goal difference um, in the top 10. And, and goal difference is what's held us back in pre, you know, other seasons where it's been one or a two. Or I remember under Gary Johnson, I think we we got in the playoffs and our our goal difference was was plus one or something like that. So that's it. Yeah, fifty fifty three. I think we scored that season, Ian. Yeah, yeah. That's right, that prolific need. goal scorer Darren Byfield up front, wasn't it? With nine, most of them were <laughs> off the bench. Yeah, they were. Five of those were off the bench, weren't they? Anyway, sorry, Ian, well, carry on with your point. Well, he, sc- he scored, just to close on that, he, uh, he scored eight and six were uh, as a sub. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I mean, my, my point is we, we need to, to start scoring more goals. I mean, it's, it's an obvious thing. I mean, but we're not going to win. Um, we can't scrap out games like this. We can't scrap out games like that. Well, I mean, I was just looking at the league table with Millwall. If you look at Millwall, their record is 4-9-4, right? Yeah, now... The number of matches, when we have won our nine games, it's been the difference. It's been the odd goal, and we could quite easily be down there with them because 494, and they're down near, what is it, the the, the lower just the, the, the lower third of the table. So we need to score goals. But at the moment, we're winning, and I think only one team has won more games than we've won, which is uh, which is the league leaders. Um, just, we, they, they had another chance, did, uh, did Blackburn. Uh, Gallagher had a shot block from that corner. Ayala lost his man again. We lost a big man up in our own box. But by that time, um, I think, Fam came on on 75 minutes. Just after he came on, we had that long ball mark that you talked about from Viner that found Naki Wells, who created space and shot wide. But Ian, talk us through uh, talk us through the goal. I mean, it was a well-taken, well-constructed goal the way it came, wasn't it? Yeah? Yeah, I mean, Naki Wells has picked up the ball um, around the penalty area and... He, he, I thought he may have taken the guy on and got on his better right foot, but he he cut back inside onto his left, and I thought he'd actually overshot with the cross because it was an in swinger. But uh, fair play to Callum O'Dowda, he got off the defender at the back post, headed it back into play. Dave Martin stuck his boot out, got a touch, yeah, got got a touch with his studs. And, and Fam's big and strong with his back to goal, and he took it on the turn, and he actually hit it downwards, and I think it either went through the goalkeeper's legs or through a defender's legs, and into the net. So, f- from a striker's point of view, uh, a well-taken uh, goal, and I'd I'd actually start with Fam up in Rotherham because we haven't got 
we, we've only now got 15 senior outfield players fit. Yeah. And assuming that's the case for the Rotherham game, um, then uh, I, I think we, um, and we also need him from set pieces defending as well as attacking. Um, uh, because Ayala uh, should have scored that tonight and that would have been three from more or less identical situations. Uh, Birmingham, QPR and tonight. And how he's edited it wide, I don't know, because if it hit him in the face, I think he'd have scored. Um, so anyway, we, you know, we had that little bit of luck. And, um, yeah, and he finished it off. No, he did. It was a good. Uh, it was a good and, finish. And Fam, wasn't it? Fam took his took his goal well, but with the shortage of players we've got, we must rotate the ones that we've got wherever possible. I'd like to see Backinson stay in the side if he can recover and get fit because he looked like he was blowing a bit the last ten or fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, and then we'll have to see how everybody is, and it, it may be that we have to bring in some of the um, younger players. Like um, Tyler, who's six yeah. foot three, got a little good left foot. I mean, there, there, he can play left back or left centre back, or I even think he could play um, a defensive left centre mid. So, yeah. th- th- you know, we, we've got these kids in the squad. Um, they well, they've got to be given enough. a chance, you know, like this is mm. it's of necessity. I mean, Mark, uh, the goal that was 43 goals in 141 appearances uh, from Fam. You know, he, he has his uh, detractors, but, um, you know, you can't uh, take it away from him that uh, that's not a bad. That's not a bad goal-scoring record, you know. And if he stays with us beyond the end of the January window, he could be one of those rare uh, players up front for Bristol City that scored 50 goals or more. But uh, it was a good finish by Fan, wasn't it, Mark? Yeah, it, it was. A, it was a terrific finish and a typical Fan finish. And uh, it was what it was a cap another ground out another ground out uh, result. I mean, uh, he is good in front of goal. The problem is he he, he, he didn't start because we know his touch. He doesn't hold the ball up as well as Martin. I mean, both have their limitations, but uh, Martin Martin is better with his back to goal, but he can't score. But um, but uh, uh, you, you thought he was going to come off, but he brought off Semenyo and put Fam on. Who, could who you is, play? You know, it's reliable in front of goal. Could you play the two? I don't know if you could play them play them from 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 the start because I think you need that threat with Semenyo, and I think he he he, he does trap back. And uh, as well uh, with Semenya, you saw that against QPR, he helped nullify the threat of uh, brightest A Samuel in that game last week when we were getting run ragged. But yeah. just going okay. back so... to both of your points about about goals, Dave Fevs posted a very good article on the forum today that was in uh, the Athletic magazine, and it was on the fifth printed on the fifth of December, and it said that um, before. Um, Bournemouth have beaten Barnsley heavily, heavily four 0 at Oakwell on the fourth. The average number of goals in the 180 games to date have been 2.23, which was the lowest uh, it, uh, ever at that it's uh, this level. So the goals per games have dropped like a stone. Um, so I mean, Adam Armstrong scoring 14 in 19 is re- is is, a, is really unique this season. Seeing that. You know, they said at the time, Derby, Wednesday, Wickham, Forest, Rotherham, Birmingham, Mill and Luton were averaging less than a goal per game. So it, it, it's it's a little bit par for the course. And I think they were attributing it to the fact that the teams haven't really had a good uh, had a, had a, had a pre-season where they've had the conditioning necessary to go in with great energy. 
and it's really becoming a much more tactical game with low-scoring games and ground-out results. I think, no, I, think, got, I think you're right. Yeah, no, it's that, not an excuse, but it is, it is more yeah. common than you think. But it's the same for so everybody, you, isn't it? That's the key yeah. thing. Every, everybody's going through what we've been going through, and we've had one or two more injuries than other teams. But somebody put on the forum tonight, it was the weakest bench for five years, i.e. since we've been back in this division. And I think that person was corrected because when you look at the bench, right, in terms of weakness, and it's a nine-man bench, shouldn't it? Not a normal Leary, he could hold down a place in a bottom half of the championship team. Taylor Moore, he's been captain of our team. He's got a decent number of league games under his belt. Mariapa, okay, Towler, Edwards are youngsters. But then you've got Brunt with 500, 600 games. Masengo, you know, he's he's played a decent lot. Fan was on the bench. And Bell, Ian, it's not, it's not a massively weak bench is it you know i mean there are probably five players out injured now that would be definite starters but you know it's it, it wasn't as weak as that particular post was making well, out, I, was I, it? I think it depends well i i think if you look yeah. at it normally you'd have seven such seven substitutes and you can play three now it's nine and you can play five and very rarely does any more than three come on but you know, I, I yeah. look at look at it, and I don't know. If you say it's weak, I I don't know. Um, I haven't seen much of Taylor Edwards or Bell, so I don't know how, how well they do if they were given opportunity. I mean, if I was um, picking a team for Rotherham, I I keep going with the four three three, but I play it like Brentford used to where you'd play two, the, the two, if you like, two wingers wide and bring in an, a third midfielder. And that stops sides playing through you. So instead of what we had tonight, yeah. you'd have Odauda on the left, Semenyo on the right, and you'd have three midfielders. So you'd have Naj, Backinson, and if De Silva's fit, you could push Tommy Rowe into midfield. Yeah, um, yeah that makes bring, sense. You could bring Brunt in there, or you could play Masengo. So you've got three midfielders and you've got your two wide players going forward, joining in. And, so who's your front man? Is that Wells as your main front man then? Yeah? No, so, no, 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 no. He'd, he'd be on the bench and either Chris Martin or Fam. Fam. I'd up it rather I'd make it Fam. And the, the, the thing is that that gives you the ability to hold the ball, be strong, get up the field, and then you've got your two full-backs and your two wide players crossing it. I mean, Brentford played like that last season, and, and at one point, their goal difference was 43. 30, 43 in the end. 43? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mark, what did you make they were of... Blowing, uh, they were blowing teams away, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They were. Well, they had a good strike. What was it? In Waymo, Ben Rama, and um, the Ollie other... Watkins. Lad. Ollie Watkins, of course. Yeah. Now, interestingly, um, where have we heard this before? Uh, Blackburn... Uh, they were saying, and a few people have said that they thought Sky's commentary was very biased towards Blackburn. You know, a, what a wonderful team they were. But they they have what we had, no wins against any teams in the top half of the table, which is something that we've been uh, guilty of. I was also intrigued that uh, they gave uh, Naki Wells man of the match for us, really, which brings us on to Marks. Now, somebody put on the forum this week on one of the threads that he didn't subscribe to us anymore because, you know, he didn't like the fact that we were doing, we were marking players. Yeah. So I don't know what you guys think of it or any listeners, you know, it's just, 
you know, it's just another talk, talking point. But I gave, I'll tell you what my marks were tonight, and then I'll come to you uh, next, Mark, and then Ian. But I gave, well, it went Bentley six, across the back four, all sixes in the middle, uh, two sixes for Backinson and Nash. I gave O'Dowder a five. I would have given him a four had he not put that little header in for the, for the goal. And then up front, Wells, Semenyo, and Martin, I gave them six each. That's just, just them turning up and doing their job. And as a substitute coming on, well, Dijou, you, you've got to give him a seven for the goal. I mean, Mark, what, what are your marks if uh, you, 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 you've written them down? Never mind. I'd say, I mean, Bentley had a competent <laughs> performance. Did, didn't, didn't have a lot to do. Great positioning again. Um, I'd say Bentley, seven. Um, Hunt, six. Viner, seven. Callas, six. Uh, Rowe, six. Backinson, seven. Nash, seven. O'Dowda, six. Semenyo, six. Wells, six. And Martin, uh, I'd give a six as well. Yeah. Uh, I give seven. Yeah, give Fam a seven for that. Yeah. I mean, he, he did... He was the only player. I mean, if you look at that bench in, in terms of weakness, I had a load of kids on there, but she's used the only player, and he did it. He's the only player who's capable of changing a thing. Different Coming dynamic. on and changing you're, you're the game. The balls, you're true. hitting the ball That's towards true. him, aren't you? Yeah, That's no, that is it. Get the ball He's the only one that would affect the game. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it's interesting where you've given sevens. I could easily have done that because if you look at Zach Viner, he didn't have his uh, oft criticised uh, momentary lapse of con- concentration. And- and not for the first time, he put in a really good long ball. I think he did a couple at the weekend and that one that set up Naki Wells today. So maybe I was a bit harsh giving him a, just a six. But uh, Ian, your thoughts on the marks or largely agreeing with what uh, what we've said there? Well, mine have been Bentley seven, um, Hunt, Carras and Viner seven, Rose six, Backinson seven, Nash seven, O'Dowda six, uh, the front three, all the six and Fam seven. Yeah. So, yeah, as you say, no, no, no out and out stars, just a good, harder and workmanlike performance. And as we say, 17 points from 30 games, uh, sorry, 30 points from 17 games is uh, is not a bad return. Now, we haven't got Dave with us uh, this evening, Dave Fev, so we can't do a little look forward to uh, Rotherham. But uh, Mark, looking at the next few games coming up, there's no easy games in this division, but there should, you know, what what are your thoughts on the on 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 Rotherham? You know, that's a place that we should go and expect to get something up there. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I've, 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 my, my sister told me that they they've looked awful recently, and she lives around uh, the Rotherham area. And a friend of hers said, "If you can't beat Rotherham, you can't beat anybody." But you know, they, they I think they got they got a draw against uh, Bournemouth, didn't they? Two two the other week, and they're still quite useful. And then a Mill and Wickham are only losing goals by the odd the odd game. They're yeah. not getting beaten out beaten out of sight. So I think it's important that we score the first goal. I yeah. think as a rule, I mean we've shown this in the last three or four seasons, we're a very good counter attacking side away from home. Yeah. Um we if we can cut out the mistakes, and I think that's good. Again, no silly fouls around the area tonight. I don't think they had one free kick, did they, uh, around the penalty area? No. Um, I think that was it, pretty exemplary, really. Um, but against a side that wanted to play the ball on the ground, Mill will be a different proposition. They'll be a bit like uh, Birmingham. will try and really drag us down to their level. 
Yeah. Uh, and you know we'll, we'll come and try that's, and old, that's old. Gary w- Gary Rowett still manager up there isn't yeah, it yeah I mean I think they've they've gone backwards a little bit um, after last season they, they tended to seem to be on the on the up again but they're you know they're they're a team that have always probably won the lower budgeting uh, clubs in the division uh, missed out on the playoffs I think um, uh, two seasons ago I think they finished in about seventh place um, but a mid-table team we can beat but I think we need to get the first. We just need to get the first goal in these games so that they've got to come out at you because Millwall will keep it tight, and there'll be lots of it fouls. It'll be a, a yeah. niggly, it'll be a niggly affair. Why, it'll be yeah. a physical game. And I thought we mixed Sorry, it up. Why are we a bit? Tonight. Why are we talking about Millwall? Because that's a game after Rotherham, I think. Is that right, after Mark? After Rotherham, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah it's, Pres- yeah. It's, it's Preston on the Friday night, isn't it? No, I didn't realise this, Ian. We got um, Rotherham on Saturday, then we got Millwall next Tuesday, then uh, ah, Preston right. on the Friday. Okay. It's ridiculous. I, 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 I didn't know about the Millwall game and at all. Preston, because but... it's on Sky, isn't it? So that's where Yeah, then, to... then we got Wickham on Boxing Day and Luton on uh, the 29th. So, yeah, I mean, in uh, in uh, 17 days, we got five games. So there's a game every, you know, every three and a half days. It's madness. Yeah, it's getting it? a bit Absolutely frantic. Madness. Well, Ian, Ian, you said earlier about the lads getting in shooting practice and what have you but they're not really going to have any time to do that because if you think about it you know they get a day off tomorrow then friday they'll be setting off for rotherham to play on saturday and this is the thing did rotherham play last night uh and i think they did didn't they yes or, or they must have done because um they played they lost well, if, you look at, if you look at rotherham they played 17 games and they won three of them yeah okay now in in that um They've scored, uh, what they scored, uh, 15 goals and conceded 25. And they've lost, they've lost 10 of the games. Mm. So we shouldn't be going up there with, with any fear or sitting back and letting them have the ball and, and all the rest of it. So, and in, in Rotherham's last five games, um, they've lost four and drawn one. Yeah. So, you know, let's not go up there getting all excited about, oh, you know, uh, like managers love to say, well, they're a good team. They're not they're a good not. team. No. And we, and and we should we should and beat they them. Been got that, and looking at that goal difference, I mean, okay, they've scored, what is it, only only five fewer? How many have we scored now? What was our 20. goal? We, they've only scored five fewer than us. Yeah. And they've let in 25, so 15, 25, minus 10. They look like they've been pretty close games, Zoe, in those defeats that they've had, haven't they? Yes or, uh, or or no? You've got the yeah. I mean, they, they but but you know we shouldn't. For for years, I've seen us go to places and 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 set up against teams as as though they're Barcelona. Yeah. Um, we know we're a, we're a good side on the break. We're not as good on the break as we we are when we've got Vyman and Patterson uh, in the side. But I think if you did something like I've said and kept that back four, that and and had a strong midfield that was going to keep hold of the ball and put these sides under pressure. But like you say, getting the first goal is vital. If we can get a, a goal or, or, or to get two, we're very, very unlikely to lose up there in, unless we defend really badly. Yeah. Um, and, and then Millwall, um, you, you know, you're looking at a side that are, are scoring, what, a goal a game? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not even scoring a goal a game. They've, no. they've um, scored four. Uh, sorry, they've scored 
14 goals and conceded 14 goals. Mm. So, you know, they're, but they have drawn nine. They've only, they've only lost four. So yeah. th- that doesn't, sh- that doesn't scream attacking side full of goals to you, does it? So you need, know you're not going to need to get on the ball, get wide. And like Mark said earlier on, get a goal or so. And then all of a sudden they, they have to either come out or they just sit in and we just keep the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got, I mean, you wouldn't say we're putting in a performance that one day we're going to give somebody a good whacking. It just doesn't look like that. That's not the way we play. But I think what we you're haven't, saying... We haven't, we haven't scored more than two goals in any game this season. I mean, we scored no. 10 goals in our first five games and we scored 10 goals uh, in our next... Uh, in our next twelve, in our next well, Dean uh, twelve games, only scored, has he, he's only scored uh, more than two goals in one match, isn't he? Which was the uh, uh, Middlesbrough away game last season, tail end of last season. Yeah, when he was in charge, was that right? Was that well? He wasn't in charge. Yeah, I think so. Freak, yeah, the freak, the freak, the three. Free, uh, three I know we win, scored three against Derby and then five against Huddersfield, which was about this time last year. But I can't think of. Uh, you know, we're certainly not. We're certainly not free scoring. And I'm sure if we were, people would be, you know, if we were winning games by the odd goal in five, everybody would be massively happy. You know, we'd be over the moon, but we're not. But we're still there grinding uh, grinding out results. Well, I think it's probably going to be a little bit of a shorter uh, uh, podcast tonight than uh, usual because there's nothing, no real talking uh, points. Another display by a referee that you don't notice they're there did you did you would you agree with that Ian that the ref you know like they've all been even Keith Stroud you know they they just I, seem to I be give, getting on with their job I give I give Martin a 10 and I think one thing about not having fans in the stadium and it's great when referees don't uh keep awarding free kicks but when so when the the joint number of free kicks creeps over 30 You've yeah. normally got a very, very scrappy, unentertaining game. The, the Birmingham, yeah. and and to be honest, we don't. I mean, Wells got booked for pulling a guy back tonight, but that was the only booking for both teams. So yeah. he kept his cards in his pockets as well. And it must have yeah. been a, a joy to referee a game like that, where yeah. you know both sides were intent on kicking the ball, not each other. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. There was only there was point. only eight according to BBC. There was only eighteen fouls. I mean, I think we we. I mean, Ian would probably agree, and you probably agree as well, David. We do need to be more streetwise until they bring in uh, they, they they bring in sin bins. You can tactical foul. Other teams do it to slow the game down, and yeah. we we can we can do that as well. Yeah, but I think that the, the the plus point for me tonight were the start was the the first time we've seen Backington and Nash together. Um, yeah. You wouldn't. I mean, Nadja only came in from the cold because of Backington headache uh, about three weeks ago, and they both yeah. look very promising players. I mean, Nadja does look. Well, he's looking like the player we thought. The he's looking like the th- yeah. th- sort of player we thought we'd signed sixteen months ago. Yeah, but yeah, you know, that he's burst done... in the first half. Uh, I mean, he, he he took two tackles on the on the halfway line, and he beat another player about yeah. ten yards away, and it deserved a goal. I mean, Martin drew the defender out. The sky, the sky commentators yeah. were. He played a ball to the right. He, he put a good pass into the left, and really O'Dowd. I mean, the poor guy. Should have buried it. I've just run fifty yards that. for you, and what have you done? 
yeah no 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 that was uh that was that was um that was good that um the, the way he played and you know you sort of start salivating at the prospect of you know if you had a midfield with as you say backinson playing like he can nash and one or both of uh walsh and williams you know because walsh could be you know very attack minded but it, it's something to look forward to and if we do get these players coming back. I think Dean Holden might have said in an interview or somebody else might have been Gregor put it in the paper. When these players come back, when they come back, it seems to be getting later and later and later, but it'll be like having new signings. I mean, Ian, do you think you, you, we, we talked about that fullback um, that's being linked, who's playing uh, in, uh, I think it's the Netherlands at the moment or somewhere. Do you think if yeah. we're there or thereabouts in Jan and these long-term injuries, not all of them, but one or two, because I noticed Mawson was in the dugout tonight or sat there watching the game. But do you think we will delve into the transfer market or do you think it depends what FAM does? You know, do you think FAM will sign or or, or not? I he seemed pretty pleased tonight, but, you know, he yeah, probably think that enhances his marketability. I, I, um, <clears throat> I don't think FAM will sign um, and I don't think Leo Morse will sign. Mm. Um, that would be. I hope I'm wrong, um, but I don't think either of the either of the players will sign. They both look for freedom of contract moves, which could be a bit dodgy in this um, post-COVID era. If we bring in anybody, it will either be on a, a what you might call a one-out, one-in. So let's say we sold Fam for a couple of million because he's, yeah. he's it's it's take that money or nothing. Then I could see us going to a uh, Premier Division uh, team and and trying to bring in uh, another Tammy Abraham, yeah, um, and that that you know somebody like uh, one of the lads at Villa or West Ham or something like that. Fan mm. moves on Man City maybe, and I I think we yeah, could like a Kieran Davis or somebody like that. Well, if we bring in people on loan, then at least you you haven't got the contract. You're not saddled about. with it. You're not saddled with the wages, and we've had this discussion about this time in in June this year when all the contracts come up. You know, depending yeah. on the finances, it's a bit of a reset type scenario. Interestingly, talking about players that were signed from Premier League clubs and one that we were linked with. I, I, Ryan Brewster is at Swansea. He's not exactly pulling up trees over there, is he? Or not? I don't see him sort of mentioned. I thought Bruce, as much Bruce, as Tammy was. Sheffield, is it Sheffield Bruce United? Is it Sheffield United, Dave? Is That's it Sheffield what. United? Has he gone yeah. there? That's probably why he's not yeah, doing yeah. But is he doing anything there or not? And, to, and as Albuquerque no. just said on one of the texts, is KP tearing up trees at Swansea? No, he's not. He got no. 15 minutes the other night. Sitting but, in uh, WS. He's, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not playing. So you may, I mean, uh, it come January, if we are still where we are, I, I would recall him because he may as well be sat on our bench as sat on theirs. Um, yeah, but he was a genuine, and, I think he's one that you would say was a waste of money, not in the Engval class, but... Well, he's got, he's got, yeah. the, he's got, the, he's got some, fle- there's something there, but mm. he, I mean, he gets, he got, when he was playing deep, Ian said, don't let him back in your own half. You know, when he used to say to players, don't come back over our halfway line because he looks, he, he looked like, I mean, there was always a rick in him, uh, you know, conceding possession deep in our own half led, led to a goal. But, you know, he, he's, he can ping a pass, one of Ian's favourite favorite quotes. He's a good pass for the ball. And it, there is something there, but he's just not yeah. consistent. Like a lot no. of players, just terrible lack of consistency. Wherever yeah. he's gone, Huddersfield, Blackburn, 
it's been the same, isn't it? Yeah, no, he's not the answer to our problems. But well, uh, anyway, look, just if, go on. Sorry, yeah. Going Ian. going up to the end of the end of the month, every game that we've got, in 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 my humble opinion, is winnable. There's an awkward mm-hmm. one where we play Millwall and then we play uh, three days later at Preston, but that's going to be the same for Preston as well as us. Um, yeah, and they've got a bad home record as well, haven't they? Uh, like we have. I, I don't think there's certainly anything to write home about, is it? Preston's home record? Their home record, no. They were doing brilliantly away. Uh, mm. But, you know, we've we've got, if you look at it, up until, uh, going up until the, the end of December, we've got Rotherham away, Millwall at home, Preston away, live on Sky on a Friday night, Wickham at home. Then we've got Luton away. And that takes us to New Year's Day, know, the end of the year, where, yeah. where players can come in or they can come back. I don't think we're going to see many of those injured players, with the possible exception of Walsh and Williams. I don't know what's going on there, but with the possible exception of those two, I don't think we're going to see any of the others until, I would say, the end of January, beginning of Feb. And by the others, I mean yeah. Baker, Mawson, uh, Cessignon, uh, Pato, I don't know about. He could he no. could play Saturday. I'm not sure. So no, with, 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 with Joe Williams, Williams, and we've got a, we've got to wait on yeah. Jay. See how he is. Yeah. Well, with, Joe, with Joe with Joe Williams, he was the midfield general that that Lee Johnson always mused about, but never bought. You know, a player who racked up a lot of yellow cards, physical box to box player who was going to do all the spade work in midfield. And I think the it was going to be the idea of playing him and maybe uh, uh, Walsh in a three. Uh, with somebody, not Backinson, because he was probably about six in the queue, uh, and uh, definitely not Nash. Well, although yeah. we would have thought he would have been, but that <coughs> that was that was going to be the axis that was going to start the season. But yeah. he had to tear it up, and he went with Vyman uh, and Pato uh, in those first few winnable games, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, looking at those, tore up all his plans. Looking at those next six games, that does take us to the halfway point in the season. And if you look at who the opposition is, we know no easy games. But I'm going to say if we ended up getting another 11 points out of 18, that would put us on 41 points at the halfway stage of the season. That would be a good springboard for the second half of the season. So that's not saying, oh, we got six easy games, we could win them all. That's winning three, drawing two and losing one. Or we could win four and lose three, that would give us, that would put us on 42 at the halfway stage. That is a good place to be, uh, Ian, isn't it? Yeah, if we can do that and get an 11 points or four, four wins and two defeats. Sorry, that's right. That would, that would give us 12. Do you, that, that's possible, isn't it? You don't want to do, what you don't want to do is one win, four draws and one defeat because, you know, that's, that's bang average, isn't uh, what- it? Well, I mean, that would leave us that to, that we'd need about another thirty-five points to get to the playoffs, which is a point and a half a game. Yeah. So, is is win one, win one, lose one would do that, and we would probably yeah. do better than that. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, I think, if if we are to finish in the top six, a hell of a lot of it um, will depend on the injured players Coming and when back. they come back, and if yeah. any are going to be out for a long time. Yeah. Um, then, and by that I mean like we know Vyman's out for the season, um, but we, we then we would need if we're there or thereabouts. I think Dean Olden should sit down with Mark Ashton and Steve Lansdowne and say, "Look, I need to bring in whatever it is two or three, especially if we lose someone like Fam, 
I need to bring in two or three loan players and these are the positions. And I think providing that any sales were self-funded, like we funded, we're in profit on transfers so far because we moved Morel, Smodix out. In terms of wages, they've gone out. KP's on big money. He's gone out. Yeah. Joe, um, so, and, and that brought in Joe Williams. Now, if, if we can bring better, better players in, if it, even if it's only for the last 23 games, yeah. then it should be looking good. But it could make a difference. We have to, we have to see how, how we do it, it rather. Um, you know, I think leading up to Christmas, if, if we're still in the top six, I'll, I'll be surprised. And I'll be delighted, bearing in mind that we are down yeah. to the bare bones. Yeah. Mark, yeah, the, six, raised, the sixth Ian, game is, is Brentford, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, that's right. Oh, Brentford. And that's at home, isn't it? Brentford or is no, it No, it's away. It's no, away. it's at the uh, Brentford Community Stadium, I think it's called now, isn't it? Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I hate the colour of the yeah. seats they got there. I mean, if, if now, Mark, we could, well, both of you, but I'll come to Mark. If you remember back 2004, the playoff failure there, a lot mm. of those players were out of contract in the summer. Right, and we're in that situation where Ian says there are players out in the contract in the summer. Mm. Those players are out of contract, right? They're a little bit like Turkey's voting for Christmas because we've got some players that we want to keep, yeah, and some players that we we couldn't be bothered one way or another. If if we were to get promoted, dare I use that word, then those players are out of contract that we don't want by helping us in that promotion drive. They are like turkeys voting for Christmas because, you know, they, you know, there's just some strategy there with these contracts running down, uh, Mark and Ian, your thoughts on that? Well, I think, I mean, I've got this horrible feeling that Fam's just going to let his contract run down and, and mm. City might just take the hit because he's, he's a very useful substitute and, yeah. and he is a game, game changer. I mean, I think we'd like to try and get some money on him, but for him. But I think the problem is, in the world that we're in, it's going to be very difficult to move players. You know, while, there, while there's COVID around, it's, it's you know we're in the champ in the championship. We're uh, you know we're not not we're not a big team in the championship. So unless he's got something a deal in in the offing, uh, maybe in January, I just think he's going to see his contract out, and we'll just we'll just have to take the hit. Yeah. Uh, and move on in the summer, but look at look at Huddersfield about three or four seasons ago. I mean, they ended up in I think they ended up in about four, fourth uh, in the championship. Won both their semi finals, uh, won their semi final and, pen- and and the final on penalties, didn't they? And stayed, mm. they they had two. They didn't do great in in the uh, in the Premier League, but they had two seasons in the Sun. And w- what would you want for that now? Get you know to, just to get in the Premier yeah. League. Um, it's better you know it's better being uh, no. It would be good. It would be good. Yeah, it'll be it'll be great. It's it's very difficult to get there, but when you're in the playoffs, you've only got to look at Leeds. You thought we're going to breeze past Derby a couple of seasons ago when they won the uh, when they won the money won the first leg, couldn't win the second leg, and and uh, then they're they're out. It's just you know getting the yeah. play getting the playoffs is the big prize this season, and and it shows yeah. advancement, doesn't and it? In, for us. And That's in, what in theory, in theory, it shouldn't uh, it shouldn't be beyond us. Um, look, no. I was going to talk about the. Uh, BBC documentary Anton Ferdinand football racism and me but I think that's a little bit contentious that I'll think about that whether we do cover it and neither of you two guys have watched it in full I watched it uh, in full last night and it was a very uh, 
eye-opening piece of um, of, of of television. And uh, uh, as just, I say, the Dave, FA and on, a number of people don't come just, out of it particularly well. Dave, but one just, thing, yeah. Just on the contracts. Go on. Um, mm. You've got, of the players I'd, I'd like to keep, you've got Jiju, Hunt, Tommy Rowe, Jamie Patterson, Nathan Baker and Liam Walsh. Now, the other side of it, I worked out that we we paid about £14 million for those mm. players. And if we let them walk for nothing, I can't see that that's a good business model in, unless we've got loads of youngsters coming through that, that we're going to play all at once. No. Uh, and I really, I really do do think I can't see what the club's strategy is. So I'd like that. I'd like that made made clear. I mean, you might want right. to Yeah, we could, well, we could pick that up again. We could, yeah, yeah. But if we did get promoted, if we did get promoted, would we really want? And I know it's fourteen million, but that's peanuts. If we get promoted, but would we be that bothered? Would we really want to sign Jack Hunt? Um, Liam Walsh, who's not proven at championship level, never mind premiership. Nathan Baker, who's a bit of a sick note anyway. Would we really, would we say, well, look, okay, guys, off you go. Yeah. And they've got to hope somebody really does want them because we'd be then fishing in a very different pond to what we would be fishing in otherwise. Yeah. I mean, look at the strange thing is, I mean, look at Sheffield United last season. I think they've, they spoiled things really by, by some of their recruitments because the spine of their side, but about five of the players that came up from from League One. I mean, if you looked at the likes yeah. uh, of Billy Sharp, um, George Baldock, who was always yeah. like the second Baldock brother, wouldn't he? A few years yeah, ago, that's and right. he's uh, yeah. miles in front of his brother and Steve Big Basham lad up in, front. In Leon, Leon, not Leon, 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 Leon yeah, Leon Clark. He sort Leon of faded out the yeah. picture, but George yeah. Baldock and and, and uh, Fleck yeah. Uh, and Basham have been around a while, and, and Billy Sharp and, and uh, McCormick were like 34 and 35 when they got them into the Premier League. So it can be right. done. Yeah. Just good, well, good, so, good, solid players. Don't organisation. Really they, they, yeah, like, they look like they're in a bit of trouble. They look like they're in a bit of trouble. But look, just to just finish, because we're coming up, <laughs> coming up to the hour. We 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 think of the. Uh, I say anybody who's listening, those of you in the audience uh, tonight, uh, the live audience, thanks for listening to us anyway and if anybody hasn't watched the Ferdinand documentary I seriously suggest you do but the link to that to a point what happened in Turkey last night in the uh, in the Champions League with the players walking off and the game being abandoned I think because we were coming up to the hour we saved the detail for this on another day but Ian can you see a situation in this country between now and the end of the season where we might have something similar happen here? Yeah, not with the same, exactly the same circumstances, but this abusing, doesn't matter what colour your skin is or anything like that or anything, but abusing somebody in the workplace, if you feel offended, yeah, do you ever see uh, an, a, you know, a, a championship league, no matter what division, do you ever see players walking off the field here and what would have happened indeed the other night when the Millwall fans booed taking the knee? What would have happened if half of the Millwall team, yeah, said, Yeah, we're walking off? Can you see it happening? And we'll have a longer debate on it on another time, but short answer, yes. And then would that start setting a precedent, precedent that could be? abused from the point of view of you know 
oh, it's rather convenient. Somebody had just abused me. I didn't hear it. No, but my team date did. And it's like what happened with Fam. He got a six-game suspension on the word of a Birmingham player saying in front of the FA that he saw him spit at Fam. You know, this is it's a it's a bit of a messy area, isn't it? But uh, you you firsty and you said yes, yeah, you could see it happening. You think there's a fair chance it would happen? Well, it it, yeah? it could have very it could have very easily happened at Millwall. The, those yeah. players took that boo in a different way and said, "Right, that's it." If they go off, I think they'll all go off. I think the the, the players have more or less a, a, a agreed to do that. It's not written down anywhere, but I think they would. Uh, would I blame them? No, it was great to see. Uh, the Millwall fans clapping when it happened um, yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the game, and I think, in fairness to Millwall, they have done a, a hell of a lot over the years to make the ground more, um, we'll call it, welcoming than it used to be. And I went up there in the seventies and eighties. In frankly, Cullen was the last down at the old down, down at the old den. Down at the old day, yeah. at the old day, cold blow lane, <laughs> yeah. and, and then you, then, then you were taking your life in your hands. So I'd say, I'd say no. Uh, I'd say yes. They they will walk off the field. Will it get abused and taken advantage of? I doubt that very much. Yeah, yeah. Mark, well, got, do you feel, just do you remember, feel the same, Mark? I, yeah. Well, I've just remembered an incident actually, and I've I quietly tapped away and noticed. Hopefully, um, while we while Ian was talking. Do you remember Yeovil last season? They played Harringay uh, Borough in an FA Cup game, and You're the Harringay right. fan was suffered racist abuse from Yeovil fans behind his goal, and the game was halted. Yeah, no, you're right. No, so, it's a very you know uh, it, it, it can happen, obviously at a lower level, but I think yeah, I mean it, it can get. I mean, I mean in, in you know you go to places like Turkey, and there've been games where they set they set flares alight. I, I remember. Uh, um, you know, where was it Graham Sunis managed, you know, some of the Turkish games, you know, it's like hell, they call them hell, don't they? Some of, the, some of their local derbies and Sunis wow. uh, was... Well, this know, game was in... Flat, this game, in the yeah, but the, the game the last night was in Paris, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Was it in yeah, Paris? It was, in was it with a Turkish yeah, it was in Paris against it? a Turkish team? Yeah, with a, oh, with, a, right. with a Turkish team. And, and Sunis, what he did, he, he took the flag from the club he was manager of and they won away. And he went and plant, ran over and planted the flag in the centre circle which sent the home fans absolutely nuts. And he, he was probably lucky to get out of there in one piece. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I, no, I, I think there's um, rivalry and there's, you know, I, you know, players get booed if they used to play for the club or they're a particularly dirty player or for various other things. Um, but I, I think any form of um, racial or homophobic abuse is deplorable. Yeah. And I think it's got no it's got no place in the no game. And it's as no, simple as that. And, and, well, and, well, what a, I don't want to see yeah. is any more slogans or any more sayings or any more things starting up. What I want to see is some real action. Yeah. What's yeah. going to change? All right, we've had taking the knee, we've had Black Lives Matter, uh, we've mm. had kick it out. Um, yeah. And all the rest of it. What what is has actually changed? Because when when you get an incident like that, and the attention that attracts, whereas you could have gone to twenty five, thirty other games where there wasn't any booing, and uh, everybody d- acted properly. No. So uh, so I think it, they do. it's well, it's they not have. on uh, for that sort of thing to happen. 
and pretty soon it'd be eradicated. And I would really like yeah. to think that our fans at City would would self police, if you will, and that nothing like that could happen. I think we're like that. I do think we're like that. I think we're like that, Ashley. Well, I say I implore anybody who's listening to this now, and you guys as well, watch that documentary because. John Terry doesn't come out of it very well just for saying nothing. Anton Ferdinand's very open in terms of what he said as part of the first part of that altercation. Yeah, which, you know, you could somebody could take offense if you were that way inclined. What he said to Terry admitted that. The people at the FA, the girl who was doing there was an extract of her interrogation of John Terry. It sounded like, Oh, John, what a wonderful person you are. And interestingly, kick it out. You mentioned those guys, Ian. The guy who was a spokesman for there was saying he 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 felt that if he was overly critical of the FA, he could lose his job, which was an astounding thing for him to say. But but if you guys watch it and we'll discuss it as part of another uh, broadcast in the near future. But it was pretty uh, riveting stuff to watch. Guys, It's uh, we just done over the hour. It's coming up to 11 o'clock. Uh, it wasn't a great game, but the thing is, City won. The story of tonight's episodes will be Melton Mowbray, because that's sort of <laughs> making a play on their manager. So City took the pies tonight. City got the pies. But uh, thanks for your contribution. Thanks to everybody. Is it, is it Mel? Is it sport. Mel with the Melton Mowbrays for you, though, David? Is it? Is that right? I'm you know, not having anything. That? I don't. I might have a crumpet <laughs> before I before I go to bed. I might put a crumpet in the toaster and watch a bit of Sky News. But uh, I just that'll thought, be it yeah. from me. We'll be. I'm sorry, Mark. We were so sorry to hear you that you lost your uh, cat of uh, 17 years. Yeah, you know, yeah. Thank, thanks for the nice messages. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. We've got a few comments on yeah, she, uh, OTIP people yeah, expressing the sympathy. 17 years said, is a long, a long time. I said, to some, both, I, said, uh, I said to some, I said to somebody, if, to our four-legged friends. If the, if you do be talking to my cats, I sound like a bigger prat than I do on Radio Bristol. So uh, yeah, and that'd be going some, as Ian would probably tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, Mark, thanks for your contribution. Doubtless we'll speak on Saturday. All the best. Yeah, it's a good, right. jingle bells God all the way. You, so you take care. Right. Bless all you. Right. Good night to thanks, everybody. Ian. Thanks, David. All bye right. bye. Best to both your wives too. Okay. Bye. 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 It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.